Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 9th, Wednesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson a writer for BlazersEdge.com and a former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. We are back once again because the Blazers were back once again. So as they took the court, I am back with another podcast for you. And the Blazers lose. They snap their previous three-game losing streak, or their, excuse me, their losing streak, or winning streak, excuse me, ends at three games. They can't extend it to four as the Los Angeles Clippers continue to wear the black hat, so to speak, uh, and and embrace uh, being the most hated team in the league. It kind of started, it, it started when the Clippers came to town. Uh, for their first game of the season in Portland where they wore their black road uniforms and they realized that they are not liked by most teams, by most fan bases, by the referees for obvious reasons that those of you who have watched the Clippers know. I really liked the Clippers. Those of you that have listened to this podcast know that I've thought that they are the second best team in the West behind Golden State for a long time. I did not think they would start like this. And they absolutely uh, took the hammer to the Blazers this evening. They win the game by a score of 111 to 80. And to be frank, it was not even that close. Blazers were without Al Farouk Aminu tonight. Al Farouk Aminu has a calf injury. He kept him out uh, for most of Tuesday's game. Did not play in Wednesday's game. The Blazers' next game is Friday against the Sacramento Kings at home. So that will give Aminu at least a day to rest. But now that we are in the midst of the season, little things that you know, could take a week if you could take a, you know, end up costing you three or four games. And so we're at that point in the season where there's just games in a short amount of time. And that alone may cause a meter to miss more time. The Blazers struggled tonight defensively while we can get caught up in the fact that they had 35 points at one point in the third quarter that they, uh, missed their first 10 three-point attempts 
you know, we can talk a lot about all of their offensive miscues. But that would be a disservice to the fact that they were pretty bad defensively tonight from the get-go. The Clippers finished with an offensive rating of 118.6, which is, that's even worse than what the Blazers have been doing for the majority of the season. The Clippers are a good offensive team, one of the best offenses year in and year out in the league, usually top two, top three. But they still, the Blazers need to be able to defend credibly or at least try to slow them down. And I think tonight we saw that while I talked about looking forward to seeing how the Blazers would react to not having Aminu and see how the players that would take his minutes would perform, ultimately it showed that the Blazers really need al Aminu. I think that is one big takeaway from tonight's game. Statistically, not a whole lot to look at for the Blazers' side of things. Damian Lillard, 1 for 10, 8 points. C.J. McCollum, 4 for 11, 8 points. Mason Plumley, 1 for 12, 4 points. Mo Harkless, 3 for 5, 8 points. But, and, and Noah Vonley, who got the start tonight, 2 of 8, 5 points, 11 rebounds. But I really do think that it does show that while Aminu may struggle shooting the ball like he is right now, and that while his confidence, at least offensively, has seemed a little shaky so far this season, how much better the Blazers are with him, especially against these good elite offensive teams. Now, you don't make up a 31-point deficit with just Alfaruk Aminu. But he hasn't shot well, and I've been critical of him, but the Blazers need him defensively, and there's a reason why he played so many minutes for the Blazers last year, third most minutes. So far, Harkless has been in there, and Harkless has earned those minutes outright. But I don't think that giving up Aminu's 30 minutes, 30-some-odd minutes to everybody else is just going to solve the problem. Uh, it, I mean, excuse me, it's just not, it's not, it's going to create a problem. It's, it's going to come back and bite you because Aminu is so solid defensively and can be so versatile in the playoffs while everyone does remember Chris Paul and Blake Griffin getting hurt. One major adjustment that helped the series, helped the Blazers get the series back to 2-1 after they went down 2-0 before the two guys got hurt, were that they had Harkless and Aminu, who are both 6'9 athletic guys, Harkless on Paul and Aminu on Griffin. And while there is no perfect defense against those two guys, that's as good as the Blazers are going to get. And tonight, we saw that you know Noah Vonley still has 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 a long way to go and he just, he doesn't bring you what Aminu brings you which is that low key very subtle good defense contest shots long he's a good rebounder has a nose for the boards may not be the greatest offensive player 
but he did show that he can shoot for a season and, and and you have to hope that that will turn around because I think ultimately that will be the ceiling. But at the end of the day, even if he's not shooting well, the Blazers need him defensively because they just don't have enough guys uh, that can defend like he can. And in the playoffs, you want, you want to talk about him not playing down the stretch and, and going with a more offensive-minded lineup, go for it. But I think you need to give him some time, and I think that you uh, you need to continue to give him minutes when he comes back because he's so important. And I think in the regular season, you just need a guy like that. And I think you need him all the time. I mean, I, Aminu needs to be in the rotation. He, the guy that does not need to be, you know, that I'm I'm worried may should not be in the rotation is Evan Turner. I, as as much as I would like to espouse that it's only nine games so far into the season only nine games so far so maybe this this could be considered a bit of an overreaction but it, it Turner simply is not fitting well right now and I don't see a downside in maybe while Aminu's out maybe not giving so many minutes to Vonley and Vonley's been good and Vonley's made shots but I I think you need a guy who who's more a traditional wing player right now out there uh because Vonley to me is more of a, a a stretchy 5 than he is a stretchy 4 and uh against a lot of fours he is very quick but it, it's just not as nice of a matchup and his shooting while good so far this season Again, not really going to draw the defense away, and I feel like, you know, Lehman has has been a good shooter so far and was a good shooter in college. So, I, I the fact that he shot forty percent or close to forty percent in college from three is something that I think has to factor into the scouting report. And at least while Aminu is healing, I think it's worth considering getting Lehman into the lineup with players who are of consequence. They need to get Layman in there when it's not garbage time. They just, they, I, I, I think the fact that he shot the ball so well and is the size that he is at 6'9", the Blazers could really use a player like that in their rotation and they paid Turner all that money and, I, and I'm, still, I'm still willing to give it some time but at a certain point, I think the Blazers need to do themselves a favor and figure out what they have in Jake Lehman for real because he's been tantalizing in these garbage time moments. And frankly, there's really nothing that Turner has done to, 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 to at least with the Blazers so far this season, to, to really legitimize the fact that he, that he should continue to get the minutes that he's been getting. He only played 20 minutes tonight, but that was a blowout tonight, so you can't really take that. Uh, you know, you can't really take that. But so far this season, Evan Turner, the net rating on him so far this season is a minus 22.4 when he's on the court. The, so to translate that into English... The Blazers are outscored when Evan Turner is on the court by 22.4 points per 100 possessions. 
which is about a game's worth of possessions. It's close to, you know, a gate around there. That's not good. It's supposed to be so so the Blazers are losing by if you had Evan Turner out there for a full game, they would lose by 22 points. So far this season. And when Turner is off the court, the Blazers are currently outscoring their opponents by 14 points. So it's early. Willing to say that. Willing to give the experiment some time. The Clippers are really good. Let's remember that. But I don't think it would be a bad thing to maybe give some of Vonley's minutes to Lehman in in, in in this time with Aminu out and, and maybe give some a, a small chunk of Turner's minutes to Lehman because I think Lehman has shot it well enough, shown comfort, and he's athletic. I, I, I think while he's not the he doesn't have the reputation as a guy who is going to be a playmaker and play point guard and run your offense. Blazers just had a hard time doing anything offensively with Turner out there or defensively. So this isn't, this isn't like the Blazers are performing well when he's out there on the court and that gives CJ the ball more, gets CJ's usage up. Obviously, Lillard McCollum didn't have a good game tonight either, but second night of a back-to-back, they had a tough game. But I really do think that well, one th- one of the things that we're talking about tonight that has nothing to do with the back-to-back is the Blazers not playing well with Evan Turner on the court. Tonight, he was a minus 36, and the Clippers kicked butt, but they were a minus 36 when Turner was on the court. A lot of guys in the starting lineup weren't much better. But you can definitely say that throughout nine games so far this season, the Blazers have been a considerably worse basketball team when Evan Turner is on the court. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to say. So that that's where they are right now. And so um, I, I, I think they – need to continue to work on it. I'm sure they will give it some time. And when Lillard and McCollum are hitting like they were the other night, they're impossible to stop. But they... It's been nine games so far, and Lillard and McCollum did what they did once so far, which is about what I think you could expect for them clicking at the same time together. Maybe that's maybe that's not true, and you, you know, but getting to 30... The way they did the other night was spe- or 38 and 33 was really spectacular, and but they can't count on that every night, and and, and, and those guys know that too, and so you know it's not going to be 38 and 33 every night. It's going to be more like 20, 25, 20 and 30, 25 and 30, 20, 22 and 30, 22, 29 and 22. Th- that's what you can definitely count on every night from those guys, but you cannot expect these guys to score 30 every night, and I think. The Blazers need to start figuring out ways to scrounge up some more points and uh, to scrounge up some more points and to give themselves a chance to just have a different look because you know they haven't pro- they haven't performed well so far this season offensively either. So far this season, 
they, they have a 103 offensive rating. So while the, the knock on this Blazers team has been that they don't play defense and they have not played defense so far, their offense has not been that good either. So they, they need to grease the wheels one way or another. And you talk to people that play the game, you talk to coaches, and, and it seems like subconsciously or not, there is an effect sometimes when you're playing better offense that you're going to play better defense. That, that making shots energizes you to dig in more on the defensive level, whether you're trying to or not. It's human nature. You can say that they're professionals and they need to play defense all the time, but that's it's just it's not that simple. And when teams play better offensively, that usually energizes them. But the Blazers haven't played well offensively, and uh, I I really think that this time without Aminu, while it's going to be hard for the Blazers to guard certain types of teams without Aminu because he's their best, probably their best defensive player. They need to figure out some ways maybe to see if they can inject some more offense because their second units have not been playing well. And and that is a concern right now, especially when you see how much money the Blazers invested into their, their, their second unit this season. They invested $70 million into Evan Turner and $75 million into Alan Crabb. Crab has has played better than Turner, but it, it, it's it's not as if the the bench has been great, and it, it just seems like they are still figuring out who they are, even though they are five and four and had just won three straight games. I think that Luther McCollum. Their explosion against Phoenix helped hide some things that have been wrong with this team so far that they have not figured out and they did not figure out on the second night of a back-to-back against the team that's currently in first place in the West. But there is still work to do on that. And the Blazers need to really figure out their identity and figure out what lineups are going to work best for them on this roster. Because while they did pay Turner a lot of money, you know, they, they, they got to win games. And I know Terry Stotts is an offensive guy and I don't, and I, I don't think that he is okay with the team having an average offense with having two scorers like Lillard and McCollum. I don't think that he likes that. I don't think that he obviously. I don't think that he likes that they're the the way that they're playing defense so far this season. That their defense has been in you know bottom six territory, but their their offense has not been good enough to save them, and their defense has been worse than expected. So it's kind of while the Blazers really turned things around, they had a great win in Memphis. They seemed strong. I think the Aminu injury really hurt them tonight. But I, I, I do think that you still look at the numbers overall through nine games and it reveals some trends that have yet to be corrected. And even though the Blazers have won a lot of those games and it's early, I think the the Blazers 
need to grease the wheels in some way, whether it's offense. I I I, I guess it has to be offense because I don't necessarily know if they, if they have a, a defensive substitution, especially right now with Aminu out. So if Aminu's out, it, it's going to be really hard for them to be a, a lockdown team. Maybe that was the methodology behind going to Vonleh to start to start at the four against Griffin, but it, it didn't work out. And, and the Clippers, you got to give the Clippers credit, and the Blazers didn't make a three. And I love Vonleh. Still, still love the way he's played so far this season. But you know, having having shooters, having good perimeter players right now in the NBA is what you need. And Vonleh is a good. He's a big man who moves extremely well on the perimeter. But he is not a perimeter player, and I think that in the absence of Aminu and in light of the struggles that Turner is having, that it would not hurt to give Jake Lehman a little bit of time outside of garbage time with the best players on the team and see what kind of open shots he can get and if he can knock them down. So that's that's my, my, my Jake Lehman take, my offense take, my, my, my Blazers take through nine games. They play the Sacramento Kings who have not been terrible so far this season. The the Kings are 4-5. and five. So the Blazers are going to be in for a game. And uh, Dane Carbaugh has talked about whether Myers Leonard's shoulder is really healthy. And I guess we'll find out how healthy his shoulder is because Leonard has, at least in the very recent past been the go-to guy for the Blazers against Cousins in this matchup as kind of a, a battering ram on, on the block against Turner's post-ups and also a, a presence to stretch the floor and get Cousins away from the basket where he can be pretty disruptive. So it'll be interesting to see how Leonard's shoulder hold, holds up if the Blazers continue to go with that strategy with Leonard as the uh, cut as the answer to Cousins. Does Stotts do something crazy like start him? I don't think so, but would be kind of would be kind of Stotsian. But uh, the Blazers play the Kings. Aminu's status right now it, it, it has got to be considered up in the air, <laughs> uh, and the Blazers are are, are still figuring out uh, you know who they are. Uh, a couple a couple of news notes before we wrap up. Uh, saw the news that uh, Festus Azili actually had a setback in October, and that's kind of what pushed back his return. So I said Christmas when the news came out that he was practicing. I'm starting to feel like it's going to be March now. So I would not hold my breath about the return of Festus Azili. And I, I think that, oh, yeah, and I, you know what? I can't believe I missed this last week, but and I, Mason Plumley and the Blazers did not agree to an extension. I'm sure you read about this, and I'm sorry that I did not bring this up, and then I failed you if I have, but Mason Plumley did not sign an extension with the Blazers, and that is significant because the Blazers have a lot of guys that are paid, but I think Plumley thinks he can get a big deal, he can play himself into more money, and... The Blazers ultimately have the rights to keep him. And so this is is really interesting, but the Blazers and Mason Plumley are going to walk into free agency uh, with no agreement. And 
but but I think ultimately, Plumley said to Joe Freeman the day that it happened that you know he wants to stay here in Portland. So we'll we'll see how it all works out. But uh, yeah, Plumley is going to be a free agent. So uh, two notes on the centers that uh, I I think I neglected to mention in the uh, the view of the season so far. We're so deep into the games right now. And uh, if I forgot those things and and guests and whatnot, so uh, those things are important. I'm glad I'm glad we covered those uh, Blazers news notes. Blazers are five and four now, sixth in the Western Conference after losing on Wednesday night, one eleven to eighty to the Los Angeles Clippers, who were in first place. It was the second night of a back to back for the Blazers. Nobody had a good night from the field. Jake Lehman played good in garbage time. Maybe they should consider giving him some non-garbage time minutes while Aminu sits. So thank you for joining me on Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow Lockdown Blazers as you can follow all podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, you know, you name it. Uh, but definitely follow all the follow Lockdown Blazers wherever you listen to podcasts. So Follow, subscribe, tell your friends, leave a five-star review. Uh, keep coming back. Uh, we'll be back later on this week with more Locked On Blazers. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson. And-